0: back to the book of Acts. It's good to be back in the pulpit. Hopefully I can uh, do it justice this morning. I'm running with this slang and it's just amazing when you do something, one thing a little bit differently, how it just throws everything else off. So, you know, I have trouble covering my bald spot in my head and uh, it's just a mess. But book of Acts, book of Acts chapter one. I don't know, I'm kind of tempted sometimes just to let the eyebrows grow and comb them back. I think that would work. No, not a good look? That would be be upside down bangs. Yeah, that would be. I don't know, Brother Hector. Probably won't do that. Book of Acts, chapter one. We've been searching the book of Acts, searching the book of Acts. And today we're changing gears. We're kind of going to a new section. New session, and we're going to call it Waiting on the Spirit, Waiting for the Spirit. And today's uh, message is titled, The Faithful Exercise of the Apostles. This is our ninth lesson, ninth lesson in the book of Acts. And we made it already to uh, verse 12, already to verse 12. So that's pretty good. Remember this morning, what are we doing? We're taking a slow walk, a slow walk through the book of Acts, trying to take in all the sights. Want to see everything, catch everything. It's amazing. I think it's in tonight's message. I'll make mention, there's a scripture that if you run through it, you know, you can get the primary meaning of it, but then you miss a secondary meeting. And sometimes we miss secondary and third meanings that scripture has for us. And so we need to make sure that we've slowed down and taken in all the sites. Now, if you're gonna take in all the sites this morning, this is what you need to do. You need to put all those plans of the week, aside you need to put aside all those jobs you have to do at the house aside and you need to take time and focus on God's word but as you focus on God's word something else you need to do you need to say here God here's my heart here's my heart take it and fill it put into my heart what you want and God help me kick out those things that shouldn't be in my heart so let's take a walk through the, the book that you know, the Lord Jesus Christ died on the cross and then he gave us this book and preserved it for us. That's how much he loves us. So as we're going through this, we've got to make application in our lives. How many know the verse, Romans 15, 4, can you quote it with me? For whatsoever things were written aforetime were written for our learning that we through patience and comfort of the scriptures might have hope. You know, we live in a hopeless world. We live in a world that's crazy. Uh, they have the what's called now the cancel culture. Everything's getting canceled. You know? Have they canceled Bugs Bunny yet? I don't know if they canceled Bugs Bunny yet or not. But I mean, it's just we've lost our minds, folks. We've lost our minds. And if we want to find anything that has stability, that has meaning, that has strength, that has truth, we're going to find it from God's Word this morning. That's where it's at. During our slow walk, we've looked at the person of Christ. The person of Christ. Remember, we learned about his many infallible proofs of his resurrection. And he did that on purpose so that there were proofs of his resurrection. We learned about the promise of the Holy Spirit to come. Spoke about the priorities of focusing on the things pertaining to the kingdom of God. We talked about the program that was designed by God. We watched as he parted, he ascended, remember? And the two uh, angels standing there, you men of Galilee, so I stand ye here gazing? And then we talked about his return. And today we're gonna to get into waiting for the spirit and the faithful exercise of the apostles. Let's read together in Acts chapter one, verses 12 through 15. The Bible says, then returned they unto Jerusalem from Mount the Mount called Alvet, which is from Jerusalem, a Sabbath day's journey. And they went, and when they were come in, they went up into an upper room, where abode both Peter and James and John and Andrew, Philip and Thomas, Bartholomew and Matthew, James the son of Aphaeus, and Simon Zealots, and Judas, the brother of James. These all continued with one accord in prayer and supplication with the women and Mary, the mother of Jesus, and with his brethren. And in those days, Peter stood up in the midst of the disciples and said, the number of the names together were about 120. You know, folks, we're going to be just a few minutes in God's word this morning. But I beg you, I beg you, I beseech you to allow God to spend some time with you today okay we've come here and we've gathered together and that's great we made that effort but really make the effort where you give him your heart and say here it is God as I pray you pray in your heart that God will have his way in your life father I ask you now be with me lord uh, may I say things that you would have me to say and nothing else father I ask that you would bless us today lord I know the heavy hearts here today there we have uh, folks that are injured because of accidents and Uh, Loved ones moving away and uh, we've got one in the hospital Lord that's preparing for surgery God we're a needy people there's no doubt we are a needy people Especially me God fill me with your spirit But we need to hear from you today we ask these things in Jesus precious name Amen Well this is their first assembly Verses 12 and 13, let's read them together again. Uh, then returned they unto Jerusalem from the mount called Olivet, which is from Jerusalem a Sabbath day's journey. A Sabbath day's journey. How many Oh, you know how, how far a Sabbath day's journey is? A far a Sabbath day journey. You know, it's an approximation. What you got? Well, I got about 2,000 yards which is 1.136 miles, I think. Look that up there, engineer. Uh, It's, uh, there's 1,760 yards in a mile. So you couldn't go very far a Sabbath day's journey on a Sabbath. You know, it was the law. You could only travel so far. And the rabbis had uh, turned in what should have been a national blessing, a day of rest. They turned it into a, a day of burden they have put so many rules and things onto it. I mean, you know, it's, it's kind of like the laws of our land. It seems like we've got a good set. We've got a good platform. Uh, okay, I'm going to be a little political here. You know, uh, making more laws doesn't make somebody obey the law. But when there's a consequence for your actions, that's a great deterrent. And it's a great encourager to obey the law. And that's what they were doing. The seventh day's journey. This is about 2,000 yards. About 2,000 yards. It was interesting And that early church how Jewish it was in its flavor. Well, soon the, the Gentiles would be coming into it and what have you. And it would be changing its flavors. You know, it, it used to be, uh, you know, you don't have to go back too far, folks. Years ago you'd go to a church it might be all white. And I go to another church might be all black. And we had a way of segregating ourselves. But God has a way of blending us together. And that's what he intends for us to do. We're all the same color in God's eyes, amen? He loves us just the same and praise God for that. But the church, the early church was very Jewish in its infancy. So they went this Sabbath day's journey. It was a step of obedience. Back in Acts chapter one, verse four, it says, and being assembled together with them, commanded them that they should not depart from Jerusalem, but wait for the promise of the Father, which saith he, ye have heard of me. So what they were doing is they were going and they were being obedient. I had to ask you a question this morning. Are you being obedient to the Lord Jesus Christ today? You know, in your heart, you know the things that God would have you to do. You know, when God prompts that heart, the Holy Spirit prompts your heart to be a witness and testimony. Are you being obedient to him as he directs you? The apostles were, they were going back. And for now, the upper room seems to be the, have become the home of these 11 apostles and these others. But there's more there, there's more there. And as you go on in verse 13, it says, and when they were come in, they went up into an upper room where abode both and it lists the names. Here Here they are. It says Peter and James and John and Andrew, Philip, Thomas, Bartholomew, Matthew, James the son of Alphaeus and Simon Zealots and Judas the brother of James. Hmm, interesting, interesting. There you've got that last name, Judas the brother of James. Judas the brother of James. It's interesting the list and how it, it wound up you know somewhere in the middle there you might get lost but that first name you remember and generally that last name you remember we're reminded of the Judas that betrayed God it's almost as if the Holy Spirit was saying I've got another Judas that will serve me I've got another Judas that will serve me and then we look now to their assurance in Acts chapter 1 verses 14 and 15 it says these all continued." With one accord in prayer and supplication with the women and Mary, the mother of Jesus, and with his brethren. And in those days, Peter stood up in the midst of the disciples and said, The number of the names together were about 120. You know, it wasn't going to be too long from now. About 10 days. About 10 days. And they're waiting in that room. Can you imagine the anticipation? What's going to happen? I don't know. I don't know. We just got to wait. But they waited there and they were obedient. You know, one of the hardest and most difficult things to do is to wait. To wait. To wait on the Lord. What do you need me to do? Just wait right there. Just wait right there. But I got to do something. Just wait right there. So You know, so much of the time we have a habit of getting ahead of God. We get in front of what he's trying to do. And he wants us to wait. And he wanted them to wait. In 10 days, there would be the biggest spiritual explosion this world ever witnessed. Exploded on this earth, and it changed the course of earth and the world forever. Forever. My goodness, think of it. You know, this was quite a company of people this 120 people. Just 120 people. Just 120 people. Imagine what McHero Baptist Church could do if our company would all be in one accord, waiting for the direction of God in our lives. Waiting. What kind of company were they? They were a persevering company. It says, these all continued. Sometimes we grow tired. We think, well, I keep going to church, nothing happens, nothing happens, nothing happens. Keep going to church. You know, folks, be faithful, be faithful. I think every one of us to a person would say we'd love to see this, this building overflowing with people. God did not call us and say, I need results. He called us to be faithful. You be here. You be here in your place. You do what you can. Don't try to do more than you can, but do what you can. But these all continued. You know, they did not know how long they were going to have to wait. How long? Just wait, just wait, just wait. But they waited as long as it took for the Lord fulfill his promise and send the Holy Spirit. They had a mind that was set. This is what he said to do. This is what I'm gonna do. You know, the Bible has talked about going into all the world and preaching the gospel to every creature, being a witness and testimony. Are we doing that? Are we being faithful to do that? Are you using every opportunity you can to be a witness and testimony? They were gonna serve their savior. Jesus was alive. They'd seen him crucified, but he'd risen from the dead and he would promised them power, promised them power. See, I don't care how good of a speaker you are and how intelligent you are and how well educated you are. If you do not have the power of God in your life, you will not do a work for him. It'll only be done through the power of his Holy Spirit so they're waiting, they're waiting. It makes you wonder if they knew their Bible well enough, the scripture that they had, that the that, that Holy Spirit was gonna come. But at any rate, they were waiting, and they waited, and they waited. They were also as a purposeful company. They were a purposeful company. It says these all continued with one accord. I cannot, I cannot emphasize this enough with one accord. You know, folks, it doesn't take much to get out of accord. It doesn't. It doesn't take much to get out of accord. It just takes one person thinking a little bit differently than somebody else. And before you know it, it'll be two people. And then it'll be three people. And what you've got now is you've got a divided people. You've got a divided people. They were one. They were one. I can only imagine when they would go into that upper room and look at each other, their eyes must have been just beaming, gleaming with excitement, it's a smile on their face. Are you ready? It's gonna happen. It's gonna happen. It's gonna happen. When's it gonna happen? I don't know. There was nobody that had a dissenting voice, you know? There was no complaints, not a murmur of complaint. Why? Because they were all one, going the same way. Peter was no longer asking, well, what about John? Remember in the last part of the book of Gospel of John? Peter asked, well, what about John? What's it to you? What's that got to do with you? You know, I don't need to be worrying about what old George over there is doing. I need to be worried about what I'm supposed to be doing. John was no longer running ahead of Peter as he ran. Peter Maybe he was a phlegmatic. I mean, Thomas, maybe Thomas was a phlegmatic. He was not pouring out cold water on everybody's plans. You know, just doubtful, Peter. Philip was no longer asking for signs. They were all in one accord, united, purposely waiting for God's next move. McKee Road Baptist Church, as we meet here today, we need to be united, purposefully, Waiting for God's next move in our life. It was a praying company. It says these all continued in prayer and supplication. In prayer and supplication. And this prayer meeting lasted, I don't know, 10 days or so, huh? Praying. Praying. But would I imagine that they would have waited 10 months if that's what it took. If that's what it would have taken. What did they pray about? They probably prayed about unity. God, may we be united together in your purpose. Are we praying that way this morning? Mekirah Baptist Church. Praying that they're not quench the Holy Spirit. Who did they supplicate for? Maybe some of their unsaved relatives. Maybe they prayed on their behalf that God would save them. Are you praying for the lost? We should have a list of lost loved ones that we're praying for. And it was a precious company. It was a precious company. There was no company of individuals in the universe more precious to the Lord than this small group right there. And there's no more precious group to the Lord Jesus Christ than this small group here today, Mikira Baptist Church. They'd all crowded into that upper room. I don't know how big it was, but it got 120 people in there. I've been in some church buildings where they just pack it out. We used to meet there on City Pacific Coast campus in Billington. And I think that uh, room was meant to hold about 200, and we'd put about 320 people in there. And my goodness, they didn't have air conditioners. They had fans, and everybody would try to get there early to get underneath a fan, you know? Why, it was hot. And we were there in our suit coats and ties, and just sweating, and those ladies sat there in their sleeveless shirts, dresses. I don't know why we do that to ourselves. I don't know, I don't know. But they were a precious company, a precious company. These all with the women, Mary the mother of Jesus, loved the Lord and His brothers. What women were these? Probably Martha, Mary of Bethany. Joseph Barabbas, surnamed Justice was there. A man named Matthias was there. You have to ask yourself the question, was Lazarus there? Maybe. What about Nicodemus? Was Nicodemus there? Maybe. They're not mentioned. They're not mentioned. Mary, the mother of the Lord, was there. But you need to notice that she quietly took her place. You know, the Roman Catholic have pretensions or their claims or assertions of something. Pretensions about the Virgin Mary. But it has no basis in Scripture at all. I love my Catholic friends. I do. But I will speak the truth to them in love. I will not hold back the truth for them, because I'm afraid it might hurt their feelings. They need to know the truth. This is the last we'll see of Mary. And she's just humbly praying there with the others. No one is praying to her. No one's claiming her to be the mother of God although she was highly favored among women the Bible says there was no praying to her to intercede for them on behalf of her son she was simply another believer folks this is why it's important that we allow Scripture to say what Scripture says let's not add to it let's not add to it her other sons are there his brethren Luke calls them and finally and fully assured that Jesus was all he claimed to be. Can you imagine growing up your life as a stepbrother to Jesus? My goodness. I could never live up to him. I could never live up to him. He always does everything better than I do, you know? And, And it must have been an interesting situation. It'll be an interesting conversation to have with them one day. But now they're all together in the upper room, and they're waiting, and they're waiting. They want to make sure that they do nothing that would cause this body to splinter. Are you doing all that you can to make certain that your words and your actions are doing everything you can to not cause the body of McKee Road Baptist Church to splinter? Satan would love that. God would be so sad. There's about 120 of them. God had chosen 12, but had grown now to 120. This is the way it should be. You know, it should be that we are adding. Uh, We're seeing God add to his body of believers. Children, how many have we personally influenced to come into his fold? Just consider that this morning. Well, it didn't take long for Peter to get up and say something. Verse 15, it says, And in those days Peter stood up in the midst of the disciples and said the number of the names together were about 120. He just stood right on up, just stood right on up, and he's had something to say. You know what? This is the Peter that just a few days before had denied the Lord Jesus Christ. Can you imagine the humility and the shame that he bore when Jesus focused his eyes on him? I can't imagine. But let me tell you something here, folks. Take, Educate yourself because of this. Peter seemingly at that point in time could have ran off in shame and just been lost in the world and gone fishing somewhere and never been heard of again but he made things right with God. He got his heart and life right with God and now he's standing up and he's the leader that God intended him to be. His disgrace has been forgotten. He's a natural leader. Oh yes, he was impulsive and that's something he would fight all of his life. We have our personalities, you know, and we have to fight those things. But Peter took the floor, and something had been bothering him. Jesus had chosen 12 disciples, but one was missing. One was missing. The empty space left left because of the deceitful Judas. You know, I want to stop here. And kind of drop anchor because I want to take and focus a little bit on the idea of they all continued in one accord in prayer and supplication beginning this Wednesday night it's been in my heart and mind for the longest time as we come in here on Wednesday nights we have just a few minutes of prayer and, and to kind of run through it you know God's house is known as a house of prayer we're trying to find a time when we can meet together and, and, and pray together it's so important We are going to begin on this Wednesday night, starting at six o'clock. And we're gonna meet back in for prayer meeting back in Delaney Hall, six o'clock. We'll have a prayer sheet for you. And the idea is you can come in and you can pray as long as you want. Church starts at 6.30. If you feel God's presence would have you pray longer, you pray longer and you come into service whenever. But we'll start service here at 6.30. Wanna give us some time to pray as a body that we might see God do some things we need to learn to fall on our face and pray earnestly so but they continued in prayer and supplication and they were all praying the same things praying the same things pleading with the Lord on the behalf of others think of it 120 people all moving in the same direction boy that's a mighty force that is a mighty force there's no mention of a dissension or any problems with the group. I suspect, this is just me, I suspect that when their hearts were just in perfect harmony, it's when the Holy Spirit fell on them. Wow. They received the power of God. If we're going to do something, folks, we've got to be in harmony. We've got to be moving in the same direction. No dissension, no dissension, left a perfect harmony. One of the things that will affect us greatly and hamper us if there becomes murmuring, if we have a murmuring. Somebody begins to talk, murmuring. What's murmuring? It's an expression of a disapproval regarding something or someone. Well, do you see the pastor? He did it this way, I don't Yeah. You know, folks, let me tell you something. And you can ask Alice this. I'm not perfect. I'm not perfect. But the church did call, and I answered the call, and I'm the pastor. I don't doubt my calling to be the pastor of the church, Okay. But I will give an account for how I deal with you folks, what I say, and how I do. I want to make sure that I'm giving you good instruction, But I am the pastor, if ever, if ever you have a question about anything, if ever you have a doubt about something, if ever you think, I don't think that's a good idea, just come right on up and talk to me. I am so easy to talk to. I think, I think, I I work hard at that. I try to listen, the old saying, you know, you have two ears and one mouth, so we need to listen twice as much as we say Folk, don't let, don't allow anything come between you and another member, me and yourself, that there's murmuring. Why? Because it will fraction this church. It will cause this church, it may not split it, but in essence, it'll do the same thing because we won't be heading the same direction. We can't murmur. What's God say about murmuring? Take your Bibles and turn to the book of Numbers. Book of Numbers. Numbers chapter 14, hopefully I've typed this out correctly. Numbers chapter 14. Bible says, how long shall I, deal, shall I bear with this evil congregation which murmur against me? Well, I'm not murmuring against God. I'm murmuring against the way that things are being done. Really? comes down to it. Who's getting hurt? God. Remembering against God. I have heard the murmurings of the children of Israel, which they murmur against me. Murmuring is rebellion. Murmuring is rebellious. Rebellious. You know, if you've ever had a child, you know what I'm talking about. There's rebellion in their heart. Rebellion in their heart. Numbers chapter 14, verses 9 and 10. Numbers 14, verses nine and 10. The Bible says, only rebel not ye against the law of the Lord, neither fear ye the people of the land, for they are bread for us. Their defense is departed from, um, and the Lord is with us. Fear them not, but all the congregation bade stone them with stones, and the glory of the Lord appeared in the tabernacle of the congregation before all the children of Israel. Took the glory of the Lord to prevent these rebellious people from sinning any further. Paul tells us in Philippians chapter 2 New Testament it says do all things without murmurings and disputings do all things without murmurings and disputings so folks if we have an issue or a problem come to me please talk to me I cannot know what you're thinking sometimes I don't know what I'm thinking you know it's, it's we're complicated people But we know what it is to murmur. We do it under our breath. Husbands and wives, you have that little talk, and as you turn and walk, yeah. Right? Am I right? That's murmuring. That's murmuring. What are you doing? I'm going to say it. It's like the little boy that got put in the corner and was made to sit down. And she looked at him after a while, and mom did, and, and uh, he said, I may be sitting down on the inside, outside, but I'm standing up on the outside. inside. You got the idea. You got the idea. We do it on our breath. We do it in our mind. We do it in our mind. We murmur. <laughs> well, I don't think that's a good idea. You know, we're all like that. I don't care who we are. We're all like that. We do it in our homes. It's nothing new. Deuteronomy chapter 1, 27, listen, it says, And ye murmured in your tents, and said, Because the Lord hated us, he hath brought us forth out of the land of Egypt to deliver us into the hand of the Amorites, to destroy us. To destroy us. Folks, make a mental note, put a little post-it there in your mind, or whatever, a bullet point, that's when you start to murmur, go up. I'm not going to do that. If I got something to say, I'm going to go talk to the preacher. I'm going to talk to him about it. Because you know what? I'll listen to you and I'll I'll probably go, you know what? That's a good idea. That's a good idea. Rather than getting upset because we might change something a little bit and do something a little bit differently, come and talk to me. Work together. Let's not fight one another, all right? That's all I have this morning. Do not allow yourself to be entrapped by murmuring. Folks, let's all continue with one accord. Every head bowed and every eye closed. Every head bowed and every eye closed. <clears throat> you know, as we're walking through the book of Acts and taking this slow walk, we want to make sure that we continue on the Apostles' doctrine. That's what we're trying to do. But we're also trying to learn and remind ourselves what it takes to be a true New Testament church. A true New Testament church. The upper room, these all continued in one accord. 120 of them. You know what a prerequisite to being a true New Testament church is the ability to move forward together in one accord. No murmuring. Where are you at this morning? Is there murmuring in your heart, in your mind? Are there things you're dissatisfied with? If there are, let's take time to get them right this morning. Jesus, I pray, have your will and way in your name I pray. Amen.